All right, this is Bishop Bowser here with Slow Motion. And um, thank God for, um, I have a young brother here today with me. You know, uh, he's, him and my, uh, my oldest son is the same age, so he can actually be my son. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I uh, have a minister, uh, Travis Smith, here with us. And wow. um, he's, he's one of the young brothers that um, uh, got caught up in the gang enhancement from the, the West Coast Crips. And so, um, you know, I, I wanted him to share his story with you about the gang enhancements and what, uh, discussion on that and what that means. You know, we're doing our podcast, uh, Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser, but we're also doing a live feed on my Facebook page. And so um, um, if, if anyone have any problems with um, the sound, anything, we got fans, all type of stuff going because it's hot up in here. And so the noise is going to be a little bit louder than it normally is on the podcast and on the live feed. So. Uh, let us know if you're able. My wife, she'll she'll be watching on uh, online uh, to uh, see if uh, she can hear, and if anything is um, the volume and stuff is is not working. But I'm good. To, uh, it's good to have you, uh, Minister Travis, yes, man. Sir. You know, and and uh, the, one of the good things I like about uh, Minister Travis is that you know when we uh, when I first got on Facebook, as far as for a personal page, he immediately hit me up. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, where's church? <laughs> Came on through, hey, man, and, and, and been coming through. He works at night, so I got to get him out of here because he, you know, he's a working man. He got to get to his job. He's a supervisor man. doing good, you know. And right, I'll just man. give you a little background. You know, I grew up with his family, you know, his aunts and cousins and all kind of folks. We all from the coast. We all grew up over there and everything. And, um... Uh, so this is a, a, a pleasure, privilege, and an honor uh, to have you, Minister Travis Smith, yes, um, with us here. And we just want to talk about the gang enhancement. But first, I want to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, you know, when it comes to the gang lifestyle, where were you from, and um, how, you know, how did you get caught up in this gang enhancement? Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, as you already said, my family is uh, from that area. My mama, my daddy, mm -hmm. my grandma, my aunties, you know. Everybody. My uncles, cousins, you know. So I grew up in that area uh, predominantly. You know, that's where my family is from. You know, in the born in the 80s. Uh, we lived on Imperial, Samson, 35th and J Street. We lived over in neighborhood. You know, we lived uh, We lived on Santa Margarita before, too. My dad, he and I think was, you uh, got to speak. You're saying you got to speak up a little bit louder? Speak up a little bit louder so okay. they can hear you on there. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, just lived around San Diego, but mostly uh, in, in the area called the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being that my family is from there, I got a uh, my, my aunt's husband. He went to jail when we was little. His name is Cold Al, one of your one of your. Uh, I just talked buddy. to him the other day. Yeah, yeah. He, he they gave him um, – he was supposed to get out this year, um, and um, but they he caught a case several years ago. And when you do your time, they yeah. make you do that additional time. And so he got he he said he may get out next year under Prop Fifty Seven. He may get out a little bit earlier, but we'll see what happened. Yeah, I ain't seen it do since <laughs> I was about five. So, but you know that's Uncle Alvin, and uh, uh -huh. you know as far as the gang cult, I mean, you know, grew up, growing up around it, my family being from it, it was it was a natural thing to, you know, become that, especially with. Uh, my dad being, you know, in and out of prison and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just following after my uncle. Uh-huh. And um, so, you know, and I had already had cousins that was already out there, you know, gangbanging. So, like I said, it was just when I was about 13 years old, mm -hmm. know, I really, you know what I mean? When I was a kid, I thought I was a crip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we all did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was a crip as a kid. But uh -huh. uh, when I was 13, I made a decision to to really jump off the porch and, and be a part of that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um mm -hmm. 
And from then, it was just on. You it know? was just on, man. Just on. And, and you know, um, I was around the age 13, 12, somewhere around there. It's hard to remember what age you were and all those good old kind of things. But I think most people do. They even, Sandak did a report that said most people join the game when they're around 13 years old and stuff. So that's kind of like the average age, even though, like, uh, uh, Dre Nine, uh, DeAndre, he, um, he said he joined when he was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Can't hear me? Okay. Okay, turn it. Well, we, we got to speak loud then so everybody can hear us. <laughs> Talk like you're preaching, brother. <laughs> and let us know. So we'll, we'll speak a little bit louder here um, uh, 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 on this. But uh, go ahead, Brother Travis, Minister Travis. Yeah, so, you know, as far as uh, who I am, you know, they used to call me Lil Trelly. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, there, it was an actual monitor moniker attached to that, you know, blood killer was attached to that, so it was little BK Trail. Uh-huh. My, my older cousin is BK Trail. Uh-huh. Or that's you know, that's what they called him. And um, you know, we 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 were uh really uh active gang members. Very active gang members, known in San Diego, um, not just for music. People know me for music, but there's people who remember me from when I was running the streets, you know, and um, you know, smoking a bunch of PCP, <laughs> uh, guns, you know, and and drugs, and you know, just just everything that comes with that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Amen, amen, amen. So how did I mean? You know, talking about this this gang enhancement because it's a big thing now. And I remember when you had told me you was on the list, and uh, I believe it's when we were doing some work with the um, uh, 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 city's attorney office, uh, Mara Elliott, at, uh, and um, she had uh, showed us the list and everything of what she was going to do. And I looked at all the names. I don't know how I missed your name. I, I did not, you know, I, I didn't pay no attention to you. Maybe they had your street name. I don't know. But uh, I paid no attention to it until you, when I posted it, you said, hey, man, I'm all on it's off. And my name on the list. <laughs> I said, oh, oh I forgot yeah, you told yeah. me he's on the win. Look, so, yep, you sure are. They took yeah. you off and stuff. So tell us about how you got on the enhancement and how that impacted your life. You know, when they when they came, it was uh, Deanne Carter and um, – it was another gang detective, and they man, uh-huh. they was they was on us so much, man. You know, they was they was on us all the time. They was always questioning us about murders and 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 robberies and just all that, just always all the time. Mix. I mean, they they didn't really give us a break, you know. Uh-huh. And um, even when we wasn't doing nothing, we didn't really get much break. So, um, I think it was maybe two thousand and six. Uh-huh. They knocked on my mom's door, and I just so happened to be there, and um, they handed me a box. Mm-hmm. And a box. Know, it was a big box. Okay. And it had everything they had against us as far as uh, the gang injunction and the, their documentations. And, mm-hmm. you know, so on there, there was uh, like they, they, they have all your field stops mm-hmm. all the times they stopped you. Right. And, man, it was so many, you know, field stops and FIs and just little stuff they had on there that mm-hmm. uh, I, I had just got off probation. Right. You know, you know uh my cousins, my, my ho- the homies, they was all going to jail. Were you still banging when they when they put you on the gang enhancement? Yeah, I was still. I was. Yeah, okay. I was still. I was still. You know. Uh, you know. Yeah, I still was gang. But I think <laughs> I would say you know, uh, 2007 was the last year of gotcha. my life that I was an active gang member. You okay. Know? Probably one of the worst ones too. But you know. I got you. Amen. <laughs> but um, yeah, they knocked on the door, and um, I'm like, I told her, I was like, man, what is this? Like, you know, I just got off probation. Right. She said, you need to be on this gang injunction. Who told you said that? Dan Carter said that to me. That's a gang detective? Yes. She okay. was the gang de- the lead gang detective at that time okay. for West Coast. And um, okay. that's what she told me. Mm-hmm. You need to be on this gang injunction. So we had 
all this just this paperwork and you know people was meeting up and reading through it and all this stuff so um do you remember do you remember uh how many how many of you all were, were on there you know what <laughs> it was people that i was like man how you ain't no here you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well you was hanging out right with us but you uh-huh. know um as f- it was probably about i would say about 40 50 wow 50 man people from the coast that was on there wow you know? And so when they, they they didn't give you any instruction anything they just handed you the box and said hey you you on gang enhancement well now. well you we did have a we did have a court date where we were able to you know address and I'm I'm, I'm saying gang enhancement but what I should be saying I'm, I'm sorry when I'm gonna correct the title Injunction. gang injunctions yeah. right I don't know why I'm thinking gang enhancement I guess because they post that a lot on Facebook and stuff I see that that was in my mind but we're talking about gang injunctions. Which can tie into gang has, but our, our subject here is gang injunctions, and I will change that title. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, they did give us a court a court date. Mm-hmm. We were able to go and address our concerns, and you know, you you went to did you go to court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I mean, it was like for for the coast, it was a mandatory thing. You have to go. We, to court. We all went. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we had to go, and um, and we was all up in there. And you have um, a lawyer? Well, we didn't have a lawyer. Okay. We just was there, you know, <laughs> to find out what's this about. Right. You know? And, um, you know, while we was there, they was reading off all the different little counts that mm-hmm. they had against us and telling us about, you know, what we could do and what we can do. And mm-hmm. um, they had areas that were marked off yellow. They had mm-hmm. areas that were marked off red. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go in this area, you're going right to jail. Mm-hmm. If you over here, you can't be with no Crips. You can't be wearing blue. You can't have no blue rags, no gang attire, no Crip pictures. You know, just just numerous, wow. numerous stack of things. What are some of the areas they, they're saying that you couldn't go? Uh, Mudlands was mm-hmm. one of them, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, <laughs> Mudlands, um, my grandmother's house. It was a red area. You couldn't area. go to your grandmother's house? It was my address. Wow. I went to I actually went to jail from my grandmother from my address. It was my address. So so you did just have this in, gang injunction on you. You actually got impacted by it. you went to jail because of gang injunction. I, I went to jail about three or four times. For gang injunction. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that one time, you know, matter of fact, I was in East San Diego. I was with one of the homies. This uh-huh. dude he makes a legal U turn in front of the police and uh <laughs> they jacked us up and um they took me to jail for the gang injunction and I wasn't even in no Right area, but you know, I looked at it like, well, what I was getting ready to do, <laughs> you know, the Lord was like, nah, you, 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 you need go to go sit down and think about this, you know, and figure it out. But um, uh huh, um, as far as you know, the just man, it, it was it was hectic, man. Wow, man. So so what el- what other ways were you impacted? You couldn't go to your grandmother's house. You got arrested at least three or four times uh, just on gang injunctions for being one of, with one of your homies or being in the wrong area, or they just felt like taking you to jail well, for was, whatever it was, reason. It, what made it difficult is the fact that I lived in the area. Right. I lived there. Right. So it's hard not to see somebody you know Amen. that's a gang member. Right. We lived there. Right. What were we right. supposed to do? Move? Like, we ain't got no money to just move. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, it was, it was, you know, <laughs> man, it was man. Tough. So, so, um, was there ever a time where you're not like conscious of this gang injunction or worried about it? Um, well, once I changed my life, mm-hmm. um, well, once God changed me mm-hmm. and, and redirected my life, um, I, I didn't hang out with gang members anymore. Right. I didn't go in those areas. Right. You know, I, I let that side of my life go. So, right. That's, you know, 
I, and you know, I still went through certain uh, policing scrutinies because mm-hmm. of who I used to be. You right. know, they would stop me and say, talk trash to me and stuff right. like that. But um, it was when I was living it, and mm-hmm. when I was in it, that's when I dealt with it the most. Okay. Yeah. And you know, and here's the thing that you know, I I I kind of see when you when you talk about this is that. You know, this, this, um, what was it? Was it last year? Last year, did you take it off the junction? Or give it for last? Maybe, maybe last year. Yeah. You, so you told me from 2000, that's over 10 it years. Was, it, yeah. And, and you said like the next year, like in 2007, you had like chilled out. And they make it difficult. Cause I, I know I met a gentleman that uh, was doing some work in the community and I was looking at some of the gang injunctions and he was on the list. He wasn't, he was from Skyline and he was on it. I went and told him, I was like, hey, you know, they still have you on the injunction. He said, he said, oh, I forgot all about that. How do I get off that list, right? You know, I gave him the paperwork things, but did anyone explain to you or share with you how you could get off the injunction? Um, they said you can appeal it mm-hmm. if uh, if you go five years without a contact with a, with a gang member. Mm-hmm. Five years without uh, being stopped with a gang member. So they make it tough for you because what they do is they do all this work. They got all the resources, all the finances uh, to to do the the investigation, to to pencil whip you. You know that's what we used to call it, pencil whip, when they stack paperwork up on you. And they do all of this, you know, and and they waste they they using up taxpayer dollars on this uh, to to get the injunction on you. But after that, they don't care. It does it doesn't look like. You know, after five years, you know, especially getting in church, getting your life together, and things like that, it seemed like after five years they would have said, "Hey, we need to take, uh, minister- we need to take Travis or Trelly off of this," you know. Mm-hmm. And no one never uh, said anything to you or anything about the injunction. You know, five, six, seven, eight years later, no, nah, nobody said a word. They ain't said nothing to me. Um, matter of fact, one day I went to, I went on thirty first. This is years later. I was, I was on thirty first at the. Uh, there's a stereo shop right there. Mm-hmm. And I was getting the radio in, and I was just standing outside by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I seen uh, a, a gentleman that grew up in the area. He never really gangbanged, mm-hmm. but he's a real good, real good dude, uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. Columbus see me. He, he ain't I know seen Columbus. Me. Yeah, he ain't seen me in years. So he's uh-huh. like, hey, Trav, you know, he pull over, and he hollering at me. And then, you know, 10 police officers roll up. Whoa. 10 police officers roll up, and they, uh, it was a trip, man. Cause mm-hmm. you know I'm telling them, hey man, you know, why y'all roll up on me like that? Mm-hmm. You, you know y'all, I ain't out here like that. Right. You know? Oh, Travis, we know you. Oh, we know you were out here killing people, Travis. Mm-hmm. We know you. I said, man, show me that on my, you know, run my name and see if you see any of that. Right. Oh, oh, you just didn't get caught, Travis. <laughs> yeah, we know you. Oh, uh-huh. you, 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 you're not a minister, and mm-hmm. you know they, they, they scrutinized me. Yeah. And it really, it really, uh. You know, really angered me because I know how hard I work to yes, make yes. changes in my life. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hate to be so graphic, but this is what they said. You know yeah, I mean? ab- no, absolutely. And and we want to be graphic on that. And, I, you know, when I came up, they didn't have the gang injunctions that I was aware of. They didn't have cow gangs, of course, database and all of that. Uh, but they did have their database, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as far as, uh, uh, you know, documentation, documenting you as a gang member, things like that. And um, I know that, you know, when I got in church, you know, um, I got stopped all the time after I got in church. And I used to tell them, like, I'm in church. Now. Oh, man, you lie about everything. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, you know, you know, homeboy Yankee. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's Bruce, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, you know where they used to live on 28th Street. And right. my, the church I went to is right there on 20th and L. Right. 
And uh, one day I was going to Bible class and I saw Yank hanging outside. So I, I go park in front of the church. I go up there to talk with him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that he had a warrant or whatever. They police are looking for him. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm not paying attention. And we talking to them. So I see him looking and he take off running, you know, <laughs> and all these police and gang, the, the detectives and all kind of folks came pull up. Right. And so me and his brother were talking while they were looking. They didn't find him. But um, while they were looking for him, we were talking me and his brother, and we started like we was talking about something. We laughed about something. And one of the detectives, I don't know who he was, he just came up and got crazy with me, man. And I, you know, I kind of got into it with him a little bit because mm. he kind of claimed he knew me. And he, yeah, when you was over there, I said, "Man, you nah, not me, bro. I've been in church for some years right, now. Right. You, you didn't see me over there." <laughs> right. So I think they lie a lot and make up a lot of stuff, also, uh, just based on the fact that you know they know that we probably used to be gang members or whatever, and they want to continue to har- harass us about that. So tell me. Um, when you talk about these gang injunctions and uh, what did, were there any types of, of limitations that you had or restrictions that you had from the perspective of trying to move on with your life and this gang injunction would pop up, you know, whether it's applying for a job or, or anything like that, or was it just limited to, you know, being around your family and just having to worry about what color you wear, where you were and things like that? Um, well, yeah, it mostly affected, you know, uh, family communication uh, in that area and things like that. Um, just always looking over your shoulder, you know, worried uh, if the police going to get you. You know, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't got nothing on you, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you worried about if the police going to, you know, bother you. You know, you just – it's a barbecue over here or over there, and you mm-hmm. want to just go get a piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. Even a funeral. You, yeah, or a funeral. You know, as a matter of fact, they, they would – the police would, co- would go to those funerals. Uh-huh. And, and and be in undercover cars mm-hmm. and and drive and follow cars and all type of stuff, man. You know, and, and we trying to bury somebody. You right. know what I mean? Um, but as far as jobs, I mean, for a little while, mm-hmm. um, it did come up on um, my 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 background check. Right. You oh, know, okay. Uh, yeah, so it, it did uh, prevent me. I was working uh, for CMSD, mm-hmm. um, the shipyard, uh-huh. and it did prevent me from getting a rapid gate. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yes, I wasn't see. able to go on to the base because of that. You know, but the cool thing is, you know, they'll let you appeal it or whatever. Right. But once they, uh, the job already had let me. Go. I was there a couple months, but the job had let me go once I didn't get my rapid gate. So. Got you. Got so, you. So yeah, it did you. affect me. Yeah. Got you. So now. Um, uh, I know, like, uh, how many years were you on on the injunction? Sure, man. I mean, like I said, the gang injunction came out. What I mean, two thousand six. With it, two thousand. I think it was two thousand six, maybe two thousand five. I could be <laughs> wrong. Maybe, maybe early two thousand six, and um, all the way until last year. <laughs> <laughs> man, so the whole time. <laughs> Four, well, about fourteen years, man, and and, and 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 you know and they i think they knew that a lot of those guys were on there a lot of you know some of those a lot of those guys were your friends that was was on the list right on the uh, the injunction oh, list all of them <laughs> man every last one of them and uh, how many of those guys you think also had turned their life around somewhere around the corner it may not have gotten church but they stopped the banging stuff you know what um i mean as far as being active and out there mm-hmm. maybe you know maybe a few of them but you know some of them ain't here no more right um, some That's what I heard. Yeah, they, they some people had passed away yeah, and they had them on there. Yeah, yeah. They ain't even alive no more. And it right. was people on there. They had uh they had Ronnie and Johnny from neighborhood on there on mm-hmm. the West Coast gang and Wow. Wow. Yeah, had them all jacked up and you know, it, that was that was kind of crazy to me, you know what I mean? 
But you know, and, and what another thing is that it's not a it's only a few gangs in San Diego right. as far as the ones that receive the gang injunction. Right. You know what I mean? So some you know we like man you know we don't only you know they got us jacked up and then when they put that police station over there on Twenty Fifth, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> right, right. What year did they put that there? Maybe two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah. All kind of stuff was there. I mean, way back when it used to be Safeway, mm-hmm. then the welfare office, and then I think I don't remember what it was after that. Yeah, it was like, but see, I feel like that police station was put there just strictly because they got downtown, right? You know what I'm saying? Could be central for that, yeah. Exactly. Downtown. Um, but they put that, they built that there strictly, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for for the coast, mm-hmm. literally, yeah, to police that area. Yeah, and what they what they did is so you know like especially in like in Mid City you have Mid City Police Division you have Southeastern Division which covers Skyline Lincoln neighborhood and all mm-hmm. that Five Nine all that and then you have um, uh, Central that specifically for the Black Gangs cover West Coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, so I mean so is there any you know like here's here's my thing on uh, not just the gang injunctions and gang uh, documentation but gang banging in general and people glorifying that right you know um i see parents glorifying it you know and and i i see guys that you know it's it's okay to rap and and do your thing and so on but i i i really wish that you know we can discourage and we can have parents we can have the the the, the ogs the homies and stuff all those that's gotten out of this to really start encouraging you know the younger generation you know to get out of this stuff and and start working on bringing some truce, you know what I mean? I like to see a truce between West Coast and 5-9. You know, we've been at it, uh, the Coast, way back when I was banging 5-9, West Coast was at it. So they, they constantly been rivals way back to Central City. So what do you think about that, you know? Well, that I, me personally, where I stand today, man, as a man of God and as a changed man, you know, I, I, I don't have none but love for any 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 gangs. You yes. know, I don't care where, where a person from, 5-9 right. uh, Brims, Lincoln Park, Skyline. You know, I embrace them when I see them. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I have the opportunity, I always speak a little word of God to them, mm-hmm. and and I try to uh, you know reciprocate that love. You right. know, love is the answer to that, and just getting the understanding that we you know we we we're all descendants of uh you know the 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 slave trade, mm-hmm. and, and and most of the, mostly probably all related in yep. a lot of different so one ways. One way or another, so like, <laughs> you know that hatred. You know, it, I've I've learned so much about gang banging since I've been away from it, you know, it's, it's a religion. Right. Or right. it has become a religion. Right. You know, it's a form of worship, you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. it's, sat- it's satanic worship. So I would say even, you know, I used to be one of those ones that was making gang music and talking about the coast and crypt <laughs> and all this old stuff. And mm-hmm. people still sing those songs today. Whenever they have a, a coast function, uh-huh. nine times out of 10, they're going to play three or four or five of them old songs. You right. Know what I mean, because they were, it's like, war songs or something you know what i mean you know so um i i i i myself uh talk to a few of the youngsters and mm-hmm. i try to get them to just you know give their life to god you know amen i try to tell them that that ain't the way right that ain't the way right this is the way right you know what i mean and i try to tell them you guys you see me mm-hmm. you know you you know my reputation you see me you know mm-hmm. that's not the way right. i talk to my homeboy right you know right that, that you know are known Tearing, tearing stuff up, I tell them mm-hmm. that ain't the way. You know that's not the way. You know me. You see me. So I, you know, I try to use what God did in my life. Number one, or not try to use, but I use 
my my spiritual mm-hmm. influence, mm-hmm. you know, and my and my friendship to say, hey, look, we got to go this direction. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, and absolutely, I'm glad you said that because you know, when we, when we the bottom line is, all of us are human beings. We're people, and uh, uh, believing in the the sacredness of life. Um, and, and humanity, you know, we should love, you know, love it that, uh, because we're made in the image of God. And so we got to love. And but one of the things that I've I've seen since, you know, I've been out of this gang and I, I deal with folks from all the different gangs, whether it's, it's black or even like some Latino gang members and Asian and so on. Um, even some white supremacists, you know, I helped a white supremacist once. And um, but when you talk about the black gangs and I've and, and I met a lot of youngsters and older guys my age and younger than me. And I find that, you know, most of them, not all, but most of them have that sense of human decency, right? right. And, and um, you know, a lot of times, the, you know, because of the violence that comes from game banging, people look at that and say, man, these people are ruthless. And so, yeah, we were at one time and stuff, but even then, there, you know, we had humanity. We, there was a human side of us that had love, that had pain, that cried with real tears, that had trauma, you know what I mean? And right. a lot of other underlying issues that we were dealing with. But I find that, you know, uh, I agree. I find that, you know, there's a sense of human decency in all these guys. And, you know, <laughs> kind of like, you know, with uh, Rodney King, can we all get along? You know what I mean? We should be able to because we're all the same. You know what I mean? There's, there's really no difference. And that's why I, I wore this shirt here. Uh, or, uh, I don't know if y'all could see it, but my wife could come back in here and turn this camera so they could see this shirt because <laughs> I want to show this shirt here. But I have a shirt that says it's just a color, right? And I got it in green. This was back when we were fighting for the justice for SD33 and um, uh, uh, Deacon Harvey, Dwayne Harvey, had when he got some shirts, he got some blue ones and he got some green ones. I chose a green one because I used to be a crip, so I didn't want to have a wear one. Well, you know, to, just to make it plain and clear that it's just the color and and uh, uh folks you know you know of course there's it goes deep in there but you got tribes you got nations you got kingdoms that today they just signed a peace treaty even though some already already got along uh, are signing peace treaties and, and being able to you know, nuclear bombs japan and all that and still re- wouldn't sit down at the table and get alone so i'm really want to call for that call for peace and call for crips and bloods you know especially in southeast san diego you know, we can sit down, we can do a peace tree, we can cut this mess out and stop yeah. killing each other. Well, we can have, where well, you can really go and have a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I was thinking about, you remember I shared with you, uh, there was some, some guys that was part of a rival gang and I was talking to one of, the, one of the youngsters that was telling me that they saw you somewhere, uh, but they gave you a pass because they knew you was in church. They're like, oh, you know, he's in church and stuff and things like that. That's where you see that human decency, right? And, and um, I think that, you know, we can do it. We can do it. What do you think about that? Um, I think that it needs to be done, and um, you know, it, it just takes for people to be willing. Amen. You know, um, because you got you know people. I remember you know, like sometimes people don't want to hear a message of of peace and a message of good. You right. Know? They don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to stick to their guns and things like that, and um, think they, they hard and all that. Yeah. You know, you know but um, as far as you know. There's there's a you know I mean when I here's the cold thing when I start serving the Lord it didn't mean that the enemy Satan didn't still try to send Thank assassinations you. against me 
yes, you know, yes. so even the gentleman, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thank God for his grace in that mm-hmm. situation. Amen. Realistically, you don't know how it would have turned out, right. but, right. you know, <laughs> we know the intentions of the mind exactly. are to do harm, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, um, and, and, and I, you know, I appreciate them, them brothers for mm-hmm. seeing that I changed my life and right. saying, you know what? That brother is doing something else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because realistically, mm-hmm. there was times that when I was out there and I seen people uh-huh. that I could have, and I said, man, he ain't he ain't out here like that. You know, so I just think <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember when I first told you about that, you like, I wish they would have tried. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because mentally, as pride, your pride is yeah, like, well, yeah, you know, don't yeah, forget. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> exactly. I was with all that, but at the same time, you know, I can sit here today and say, well. I have to be thankful for Amen. God's grace and God's mercy over my life and, and even put placing it in their heart mm-hmm. to say, you know what, you know, you know, and it ain't nothing but love. You know what right. I mean? I don't, you know, I don't have no hard feelings about that because that's what we sign up for when we choose to live that lifestyle. Right. And they say there's some people who say, oh, man, you know, you can't get out of that and all that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I beg to differ. Amen. I beg to differ. Yeah, you know, you might have some people who don't want to accept your change. Right. You know, but, you know, one of the things I know is you, you don't mess with no man of God. That's right. You don't mess with what's God. Come on here. It can, it can really cost you. You know, Come on, y'all listening, right? You, you hear know, that, right? Yeah, yeah, hey, even, yeah. Because don't think because, you know, God <laughs> changed them exactly. that they don't still, you know, deal with thoughts and and, and emotions mm-hmm. and feelings and and lose you know, it can lose it <laughs> yeah and you know and 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 still could know how to fight and mm-hmm. do all those things mm-hmm. but have set those things aside to to be a man of god to to preach love you know to call people out of darkness and mm-hmm. that's what it's really about you know mm-hmm. so um i i believe that it's time amen because I got a lot of, you know, one of my best friends, he's, he used to be from Lincoln Park, well-known. Amen. Amen. And he Amen. is a man of God at, at heart, you know Amen. what I'm saying? And God used him a lot to, to, to you know, to, to give me a lot of inspiration mm-hmm. when, when I started making that transition, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I had, you know, I had quite a good, I had a couple of friends that I knew from Skyline. I had a couple of guys. I like what, like, uh, I always tell folks, with 5'9", as far as me, I didn't have any issues with 5'9 because I grew up with all those guys. Played baseball with them, played football with them, went to school with them, did summer jobs with them, everything. You know, so we got along. We knew each other, but it was because of the homies (laughs) that I was always dragged into stuff. Uh, But on a personal note, even sometimes when I got caught up in some stuff, they were tripping on because, like, and even Corbin's over there tripping, you know, but like, hey, man, you my homie. I got to get my homies Mm -hmm. back, you know. And so, you know, and so I always got along. I remember one time. Uh, uh, it was uh, my, some of my homeboys get ready to uh, kill a guy, right? They put a gun to his head, and I stopped him, right, because I knew him. I was like, hey, man, I know him, man. Yeah. He's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I said, go on, man. Ain't nobody going to mess with you. And so, you know, um, and if we can do things like that, we can take it to a whole nother level. And I, I know it. I talk to youngsters, and it still happens today. They still give people pass. They still, when they, they, they have friends that, that are uh, cool with each other, but it's that, that, that street cold uh, in that game banging, that kind of pushed the line a lot, you know, with with people who feel they have nothing to live for, you know, and lost hope. And we gotta for sure give these guys some hope and give them something to, to live for and change people thinking errors, man. Well, I'll be honest though, I think that there's been a lot of progress, amen, between the neighborhoods in San Diego. There's amen. been a lot of growth and there's been a lot of progress. Thank you, you know, Lord. And, yes. and we have to. We have to acknowledge we that. We ain't shooting and killing each other every you day. You know, and even, like with, you even with, yeah, even with colors, 
You know, you got Chris. Oh, yeah. Having a full <laughs> outfit of red. You yeah. Know? I or told you somebody have... when I first tripped off of that, one time I went into the coast and, and I saw folks wearing red and black. I said, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> that was so. I went to the Warrior Party, got red Nikes on it. I'm like, what? And I, I talked to one of the homies who's still out there. I said, what's going on? They said, well, one of the things they brought up was with the injunctions. So he said, the injunctions mm-hmm. with other things that were happening, even in, in LA, they're doing the same mm-hmm. thing. You can't tell a crip from a blood sometimes because not by the way they dress, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the language and things like that, mm-hmm. but not by the way they dress because they, they wear all those colors and different things. So a lot has changed, and I believe that. So what do you think we need to do, you know, especially uh, in this time and era, man, because I, I really want to push the line a little bit more, get some ceasefires or and what we call seasons of peace where we can uh, uh, go and talk to the guys from the, the different gangs and say, hey, man, like like right now, uh, you got Thanksgiving, you're coming up, you got uh, Christmas, you're coming up. You know, I don't celebrate sure, sure a lot of stuff, but it's during the holiday season where people don't say, hey, let's have a season of peace. Let's just all agree, no shots fired, right? Nobody to, you know, if you see somebody get like they did with you, you give them a pass. Nobody, But it has to be understood that there has to be respect, right? Because a lot of times that's what ended up happening. You know, I had some, some bloods, some friends that were bloods, and I would almost get into it with them because I would call them cuz and I really realized, hey, what's up, cuz? And they say, and then they'll call me blood and I'm ready to fight. Then I realized I disrespected them first. And I say, hey, look, 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 man. Don't call me blood and I won't call you cuz, man. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time it was this one dude, I, I, could I stop two of my homies from, uh, my, one of my homies were to fight someone else because I knew him. And I said, hey, look, don't, don't, don't call us blood and we won't call you cuz, man. And I shook his hand. I called him by his name. But <laughs> in my mind, I said, if he called me blood, I'm putting him down. <laughs> Right. But he called me by my but, name. He said, what's up, you know, one of the and, things, and, and we let it go. One of the things, a word that has helped a lot of our, uh, you know, ex, or, you know, um, the people who have transitioned and ain't mm-hmm. out there, like, is the word bro, brother. Amen. Thank you. you know, the acronym for brother is bro. What's up, and my brother? Say, I always up? say or that, yeah. Say, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that that's an initiation of love. Amen. You're know, you my brother. Amen. You know what I mean? So realistically, we like I said, we are brothers and cousins. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I don't like confrontation anymore. Me neither, man. I walk away I from I like it. the way it makes me feel. Yeah, you know, because yeah. the, the way my mind works, you know, I'm already mm. trying to, I'm fighting stuff yeah. that I can't even see. I don't got time to be, you know, Thank you, man. arguing with no, you know, no human. <laughs> you know, I'm fighting the, the demons and devils, man. Thank you know, and, 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 and in my mind. So it's like, um. Bro is, is bro is a really good word, you know. Amen. Good you know, point. Good point. Good, man. Word. good point because I, I, I and I encourage everyone that if you haven't saw, there's two documentaries that you should see. One is Bastards of the Party. It's a real good documentary, and then the other one is Crips and Bloods Made in America. And uh, but but uh, uh, um, the documentary Bastards of the Party, uh, I believe it was Clay Sloan or whatever his name was. Uh, uh, he made it, and that's one of the things he was talking about. Cause he's talking about his homie. He said, well, if "We call him the N word." Said, "Man, I just, I, I just shot and killed that N down the street." He said, "It'd be hard for you to come say, hey, man, I just shot that brother down the street." You know? <laughs> and, and so that's a good thing. You know, that's one of the things that we should start thinking about. You, you say, know? "Brother, you got to exactly. You, you, you got to deal with it." But um, you exactly. know, I, I think a, a big thing that needs to happen. Number one is, uh, you know. I mean, the the culture of gangbanging, you know, is built on R.I.P. to the homie, mm-hmm. R.I.P. to the homie. You mm-hmm. know, it's, 
it, it's it's caught up in a lot of necromancing. Mm-hmm. You know, necromancers is dealing with the dead. Thank and, you. You know, it's a lot of dead and, Tell and, it, and visiting graveyards. Tell it. And, Tell it, man. You know, and um and, and and realistically, you know, that's you dealing with you dealing with spirits even doing that. You know, you right. conjuring death. You know, that's right. Um, you know, I, you know, I put that on a dead homie. Mm-hmm. And, or pour it out for them and be lying and be lying you know yeah. so it's like now you lying and you necromancer at the same time <laughs> exactly right? but I, I feel like um and tell them what necromancing is because there may be some people that don't know what that well necromancing <laughs> is is you know when it's like worship of the dead and, and communicating and with, dealing, the, dead communicating that, yeah. with yeah. the dead yeah so um i would say that people just realistically have to get a revelation mm-hmm. of what god desires for their life i mean Amen. If, if anything you know, because it's a lot of people that didn't make. I had a homeboy. Uh, they called him Low Bottoms Trav, mm-hmm. um, aka Little Weddy. You mm-hmm. know, and I I never forget this night. Um, you know, we was down on Thirty Third. Mm-hmm. Me, him, um, one of my best friends, Vern. Uh, they called him Little EG. Mm-hmm. We down there and uh, a few other people, and we we racing. Mm-hmm. You know, we race. We race. You know, doing what people do. And he he was older than us, so he was like, "Man, I'm finna go to the American Legion." <laughs> like finna go to the legion like man we you know we can't get in we too young you know and um that was last night i seen him man he man. went over there and he didn't have any i mean he didn't really have no a lot of family out here mm-hmm. you know and but i remember him saying something to me because mm-hmm. you know even even though we was crips mm-hmm. and all that we still knew you know had knew about god and things like mm-hmm. that and i remember him telling me you know one time that you know he didn't really believe you know and i was Mm-hmm. A crypt trying to encourage him, and God right. is real. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. I remember, uh, you know, that that was you know last time I seen him. He went over there yeah. and got killed. And I know we run out of time because you got to get to work. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, now think about that. That's why I think about Wick, man. Um, you know, when um the day that he got killed, you know, um that um, it, that really messed me up, right? You know, uh, on a double one because you know with the work I do, we went out to the hospital that night. But I saw him that day. He walked by the church when we was at the senior center. He walked by the church, and I saw him, and I went out, and I was going to call him. But then he was, I said, I'll catch him next time, right? I'll catch him next time. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. And that night he got killed, man. Mm-hmm. And so that really messed me up. That that messed me up. And I like, I ain't never blown another opportunity to talk, to call. If I could have called him, that might have changed the whole, his whole schedule. You know what I mean? You know, um, Pastor Sweet uh, uh-huh. told me the same thing about uh, Michael Geeston. Oh, is that right? He said uh, he, he, you know, he would walk past the church because his church was right there across the street from Brown Booty House. Okay. And he'd walk past and come on up in here. Mm-hmm. Come on up in here. Him and uh, Big Box said. Oh, Box Mike, said, Mike Gieson? Yeah. Box yeah. said uh, Joe? Box said Joe was mm-hmm. in there playing the drums. And um, he would tell him, come on up in here. Come on. And I guess he seen him one day, mm-hmm. talked to him, and then late that night. You got you got murdered. Yeah, and right I heard about that when I was in church, but I heard about that when that happened when he got killed and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. man, and and so, man, it's so heartbreaking, you know. And that's why I do the work I do, man. And and I know Sweet we do, too. we do, man. <laughs> exactly, man. Because you know, I, I love I love people and like I tell them I love my community, you know. And when I say that, yeah, I'm saying I love my set, you know, but not in the 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 way that other people. I love it in a way that it's a community. That's where I grew up at. That's a part of me and who I am. And I fight for it, right? On on a in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to bring peace, trying to stop the violence and things like that. And sometimes people don't understand that, and you know, they they think, oh man, they see you coming, they see you like the police, because you you come, you want to stop the violence, you want to try to talk them down, they don't want to hear it, and different things like that. You know, <laughs> you know that's, a big, that's a big wig. That's a big wig. Told me, he said, man, Trav, <laughs> you know, 
She said, uh, man, we don't like, me and the homies was talking about you, man. Mm-hmm. And we don't like the fact that every time a homie get killed, you come try to tell the homies not to ride and, <laughs> and you know, to pray. He said, man, why you can't be like Pastor Corn? <laughs> he don't come telling the homies not to ride, you know. And, and, and remember I told you, and you, you mentioned Coal, but my, my, that's my homie. He saved my life one night, man. Mm-hmm. I owe him my life. But I, I remember one night, you know, because, uh, you know, I was always back in, when I was young in the Lord, I used to always witness to people. And I, I would bring it hard, man, almost like condemning them. And uh, I remember one time Alvin go Alvin wanted to fight me, man. He, he, he said, Corn, I'm telling you now, don't come over here with this stuff. And he looked like he was ready to fight, man. And I remember talking with him, you know, because we talked uh, uh, from time to time when he's in prison. I remember we talked about that. And I said, do you, you know, you wish you would listen to me now, right? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, he was humble. Like, you know, and we talked. Last week, and you know, also. I'm glad you just said that because uh-huh. that was one of the elements that was missing. Uh huh. Yeah, we didn't have nobody tell us, mm-hmm. "Don't go out." We didn't have that, right? I right. Mean, you know, of course, you got your mom and your dad, and they don't, don't be out there in the streets. You know, my grandma, right. she, I don't want you doing what they doing, mm-hmm. but. We didn't really have nobody that we can. We that had came fact, from that life that yeah. There was one person who was very spiritual at that time was Isay, and Isay Isay Uno he would, oh, okay. he would yeah Isay would tell us certain things you know mm-hmm. and, you know he you know his story you know yeah. he'd been shot yeah. thirteen times yeah. different occasions, but Isay was probably the only spiritual advisors okay. as far as gang members you know that we had he would put it in the music he would say uh-huh. things about God the music. And things like okay. that, you know what I mean. So, you know, I would say cultures would pick up on that. You know, his, the music was is, he had an anointing. And you keep doing what you're doing too, you know. And and yeah. you know, uh, Rick, you know, he's skyline. You know, he go to our church. He does little rap and things like that. So we got to we, we that that's the way you get the message out too. Yeah, and you know. um, I, I just want, you know, I, I you know my homies that I grew up with. You know, I still see them, and they they more connect to the streets than I am. But, like, don't encourage them whatsoever in that stuff, man. Discourage them from that, you know. Um, it's okay to take to, to, to be able to care about your community and want to be able to uh, do something about it, keep, you know, uh, keep it healthy, keep it uh, prosperous, keep it peaceful and things like that. It's okay to do some nice and good things in your community, but, you know, the violence and, and the, the, the gangbanging thing. Because some people, and I disagree with this, I, some people try to make it seem like, you know, gangbanging is okay as long as you're not doing violence. I mean, well, being in the gang is okay as long as you're not uh, doing violence and things like that. But what it represents is not okay, right? No. It's not okay whatsoever. And people don't make that distinction, right? Uh, if, if, if you're with someone that, that's banging, they coming for you too. And these youngsters, they don't care who they hit. They hit your little baby or whoever. And and they won't they won't uh, uh, sooner or later get a conscience because I I know you know you'll get a conscience when you you know uh, some that's why I tell young I say I, I'm trying to talk to you because there's a lot of stuff you don't want to have to live with but I'm I'm telling you if you ever get a conscience there's a lot of stuff you're gonna you you you're gonna have any, to live I with put you, I, you know one thing I know for sure is mm-hmm. people who are in that life who have been involved and done certain things God they they probably hear from God more than the average person. Amen. Amen. And, and I know Absolutely. that. I know that for a fact. Absolutely. They hear from God Absolutely. more than the average person mm-hmm. because God is constantly dealing with them. It's not, it's, you know, and I'm not even going to say that God is telling them you're going to hell. I don't think that's, you know, that's <laughs> not what, they what God is him. saying. You need to turn. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, you, you, you was wrong for that. You know, God is going to deal with you. That's right. And, um, 
you know, but one one good thing I would say as far as in my case. Okay. In in regards to the gang injunction. Right. Over the years, it always played in my mind. Why did she say that to me? Yeah. Why did she tell you me? You need to be. <laughs> she said that to me. And you know, it, it played in my mind for years. Mm -hmm. And but but see, God can use anybody. Right. Right. And I think that was God's way. God was already trying to re you know, move me his the direction that he wanted to move me for his right. plans for my life. Right. You know what I mean? And 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 so later on, those words they actually took root. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, okay, I see, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I needed to be away from that, mm -hmm. even though I suffered and mm -hmm. went through some things, and you know, I went to jail one time. Uh, so the first time that I got I got arrested, they gave me 25 days in the okay. county. Mm -hmm. I went to this. I was in Descanso. Who de who determines how much time you get? Man, on? I I don't know. I think <laughs> it, it it was like if you get caught. First time you're gonna do 25 days. Second time is 60 days. Third time is 90 days. You know, wow. you go up and up and up and up. You know, and and and, and the so funny it's considered thing, like a misdemeanor. Well, the the gang injunction was so called a misdemeanor. Okay. You know, but yeah, it's a it's, you know, then you you violate these. You, right. You go to the precinct, man. Right. 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 <laughs> you know? right, so, right. But the first time, and it never went, cut you any slack. That's what I was going to bring up. Okay. Now, that's why I said, see, for in my case, God was, I'll say it like this, God was working on my case. I'm mm -hmm. going to say it like that. Even mm -hmm. though I was a part of all that, God was working on my case because the second time I got caught, mm -hmm. they, I, I couldn't believe it. I ain't never told these people I didn't have my GED or anything. Mm -hmm. They came to me with a deal. Mm -hmm. They said, Travis, you could do 60 days in jail mm -hmm. or you can go and get your GED. And uh, I had to report, and it was like the actual, uh, uh, I don't know, the district attorney or, mm -hmm. you know, that was the person I had to, you know, I had to Go show them, I had to show them that I was doing the classes and gotcha. know, all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that I was going to school. Mm -hmm. I had to report to my, my probation and let them know. And, um, man, you know, it, it was it was it was a trip, you know. Amen. But I went and got my GED, so it was something I needed. Right. And and I. I to, like I said, to this day, I look back and I say, man, <laughs> that you. was crazy. You know, what kind of, like, who's going to say no? Like, yeah, exactly. You in jail? Like, exactly. Nah, I need my GED, exactly. you know, and I went and got my GED. Amen. So any any closing thoughts on, on as far as being on the injunction and you just want to say in general uh, in regards to uh, this gang lifestyle and things like that? Because I know you got to get to work and I don't want to be the cause of you being late. Uh, well, no, you know, I think. I my, know you watching the clock time too, so you. you well, no, my, my supervisor actually uh, sent me an email. He, he canceled our meet, so I meet with him early on Tuesday. Oh, okay, so, cool. Okay, uh, okay. We got a little bit more time. Um, okay, cool. As far as the gang injunction, I mean, it depends on the people. Okay. It depends on the people and the the coast. Such a violent active gang i mean i can look back and see that like you know we ain't gonna lie we ain't gonna we're right. not gonna sugarcoat it right you know the coast is <laughs> a very 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 uh you know active uh, yeah. very dominant yeah and ruthless and yeah. and i'm not just saying that because i was from the coast you know i yeah. mean i'm not taking nothing from any other hoods or anything like that right 
because everybody had their little hitters, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and it's kind of like what uh, Stacey Butler said. He said, every set think they number one. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, but I just noticed that they did certain things, like even, you know, Lincoln Park, they did certain things to Lincoln Park, mm -hmm. and they did certain things to the coast, you mm -hmm. know. I don't know whether it was illegal or not. We They know we didn't have no lawyers or nothing like that, so right. they did what they wanted to mm -hmm. do, you know. If we had lawyers, they probably, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't have been on those gang injunctions. Right. And probably wouldn't have been going back and forth to jail, you know, mm -hmm. they could have fought it. It's right. like, hey, you know, I successfully completed probation. Everybody else was going to the pen. Exactly. I exactly. made a decision. I went in front that of this judge. I had because what helped me is I had caught a uh I had caught a case uh uh under the I was under the influence. I got caught on <laughs> Sound some Sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught on some sherm, uh and me and me and one of the homies we went to jail and um I, you know, I ended up going to uh, East Mesa, okay, um, and then I ended up going to the program. Mm -hmm. So here was the cold thing: I didn't know my my probation. I think his name was uh, Reynolds. Mm -hmm. His name was Reynolds, and Reynolds had gotten a car crash or something. But he had wrote for me to be removed off, you know, gang probation. Okay, cool. You know, he re he wrote for me to be removed. Mm -hmm. And I I never forget one day I was I was somewhere and I and I had uh when I got out the program uh -huh. the homies was on thirty second mm -hmm. so I'm like man and I, I and I know even looking back God was telling me don't go over there if you go over there you're gonna have to run from the police mm -hmm. you know and I I think I had a, a bottle of Hennessy and I said man I'm gonna go over here you know <laughs> being hard at it man soon as <laughs> soon as I got there uh -huh. soon as I got there. Uh -huh. Police came, man, and they was you know they was chasing us and and it was uh I think it was Phillips. He said, "Hey man, I know you," <laughs> and he tried to grab me and I, uh -huh. you know juked him and I burnt their whole squadron uh -huh. and they was looking for me and they jacked up a bunch of people, but you know I don't think people realized they was doing it, but they was like, "Go Trav, go Trav," they yelling mm -hmm. my name. Mm -hmm. They don't even realize they doing it. Yeah, because right. I'm you know the police chasing. <laughs> <laughs> the police chasing me, and, and I'm winning. You know, I'm mm -hmm. getting away. Like, yeah, go Trav. <laughs> but, uh, you know, later uh, they end up getting me a week later. I went to jail. Especially if they and, know you. You know, they gave me a new probation officer, so I had to. Uh, on but I was going to be off. Mm -hmm. I was going to be off. Man, and that's that's the messed up thing about it uh, uh, with that and so on. So what do you, I mean, do you think anything has changed for you since you've been taken off the injunction? I mean, your thought process, your... Yes, uh, and, uh, and were you treated? Well, I haven't, you know, by the grace of God, you mm -hmm. know, and there's several reasons for even, I haven't yeah. had any real run-ins with the police. Right. Uh, you know, I, I personally, because of, I try to stay out the coast personally. Mm -hmm. I'm and people, let me just interject there. That's the thing that people don't understand, right? And, you know, you hear these people all the time saying, oh, well, you know, I didn't leave my community. I left. I had to leave. If I wouldn't leave, I would either got caught up in the drugs or, or end up dead or end up, or end up in prison for the rest it's of my too life. Easy. People I mean, don't understand that. You it's, know? Too, it's too easy. I mean, just to get caught up. If you go, say you, you know, say you driving down Imperial mm -hmm. and you see, some, you know, one of the, your homies, you could be a family member, you see him at Mudley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, say something happens where they get into it with somebody. Mm -hmm. You right there with them. Yep. Naturally, you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get involved. That's right. You know, naturally, now you're putting yourself in a compromising situation. Mm -hmm. So all the time, you know, for me, 
every I mean, I could just drive over there and I'd be like, man, it's it, it's it's a tug like mm-hmm. that spirit. It's a familiar spirit. Oh yeah, familiar spirit that that you know, yeah, you know, you you yeah, this where you from oh, yeah. and oh yeah, you know, you start hearing them like, man, well, oh, yeah. out of here, man. And then those those memories, those things start to, those thoughts of, of what used to be start popping back up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You. you know, you was on this street and that street, and you sold dope on this street, and you did this on that street, <laughs> and, you know, and it's just being over. And you, these people, you grew up with them. Yeah. I mean, or you looked up to them, or you grew up with you. They love you, and you yeah. love them. I mean, it, it, let's not say act like the love ain't real. The love right. is real. Yeah, that's right. That's it's, right. It's Absolutely. real. You know, I'm not gonna say everybody love each other the, the way they should, but yeah. the love, they don't know the, how to love. But the way they love is love, like human yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, it's not divine, but it's human love. And yeah. um, you know, we we most definitely got to be filled with God's spirit and have that divine love, His love poured into our hearts to truly know how to love. You know, because Brother Kenny, you know, also from the coast, that's one thing he always say is is you know that homie love, <laughs> you know, homeboy love, you know, and and sometimes you know, hey, I'm your homie today, tomorrow I'll be trying to kill you, whatever. That's where the yeah. coast end up getting. Yeah, you, know? the, you see, and and that's and that's one of the yeah. things that 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 particular gang was notorious for. Yeah, and it's, it know. started when I when I was out there. Yeah. That's why I got out. And that and that right there alone, you yeah. know, is is probably one of the the, the craziest parts of that gang is yeah. they will kill each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, and take and you out. And come to your funeral. Yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah. And put it on your Come and shake your mom's hand and say, hey, you know, I'm praying. I'm sorry. You know, my condolences or whatever. I remember one mom was, was she said, one of these fools out here might have done it, you know. Yeah. And, and sure enough, just, it was. <laughs> even just talking about it, it's like, you know, but yeah. you, you had, you have like, you know, that, that existed in certain generations and things like that. And mm-hmm. it kind of passed on, you know, mm-hmm. down to the, the YGs or, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, they went through some of that stuff, so-called or whatever. And, um. But I would say my mind, when, when I knew I was, it was just another accomplishment for me. It was like, yeah. okay, it was just an area or a breach in my life that was repaired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Amen. You know, um, I think I went and got my record expunged. I believe it might have been 2017. Mm-hmm. So God blessed me to be able to get my record expunged, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so I thought the gang injunction was, you know, it was on my record. I thought right. that was one of them. But I guess they didn't remove my name off of there until... Mm-hmm. Know, last year, mm-hmm. so for me it was another accomplishment to uh, re- re- restoration in my life. You Amen. Know what I mean? Amen. Amen. Uh, that's a blessing. So, any any final thoughts before we close out here? Um, you know, anybody watching or whoever watches this afterwards, man, and if you are a gang member, I just want you to know, you know, God love you, Jesus yes. love you. Yes. And um that's not what he ever intended for you that's to be right. a part of, even though he has allowed it. Um, you know, uh, his, the message now is to come out, you know, and mm-hmm. come out, come out wherever you are and uh <laughs> you know, it's time to give your life to God. We live in, in in these end times. There's a lot of prophecies taking place. Oh yeah. And time is short, you know, yeah. and um you don't know if you got the next day. You don't know that's if you right. got the next moment and um mm-hmm. You know that lifestyle. You know it's a mindset. Sin is a is a mindset. Yes. You know it's a uh, the lifestyle of sin is a mindset. If mm-hmm. I can say it like that, mm-hmm. you think you gotta, it before you do it, feel it and do it. Yeah, you got to come out of that and um, you know just just understand that God created you to live your life. You know and um, and not live a life Fullness. of destruction. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know so for me, you know, and to to every you know anybody, you know, none but love and um, you know, uh, I mean. 
I mean, I, I put it to you like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm a man of God, and I walk with the Lord, and I understand every man have their issues and struggles and problems, and you know what I mean? You know, I, I still know how to fight if you try to run up on me. No, I'm uh, I don't know how to fight anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, I'll I'm call glad. you. I, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just, uh, since I've been saved 30, since 84, so uh, this year be 36 years. December 5th would be 36 years Amen. that I've been saved. I have not gotten in one fight since I've, I've been saved. I, you know, yeah, you know I, I, I mean? got, I think I've gotten. Uh, I don't even, I don't even, uh, pr- you know, we used to iron sharp and iron, man. When yes, we, baby, body, boy, right. we, yeah, but no, I, I, got I don't it, do I none got of that stuff. Stuff, man. man, I got well. I don't even want to say it was a fight, but I got like two. two well, no, nah, I got like three fights. I got like three fights. Three fights. Uh-huh. But you know, it was God. Well, name maybe four. Excuse me, four. So four fights. But God, you hard headed. The man. last, well, the last one, God showed me how much pride I still had in me. Amen. Amen. You know, Amen. Man, it, it was. You know, this is. It wasn't uh, gang. It wasn't involved nothing with gangs. But this guy. Was uh, on Instagram in my inbox, come my house and man, you talking about recently? <laughs> this was like, like, yeah, yeah. Look, this was like maybe uh, well, no, he he said he wanted the box. He said he had some boxing gloves. Oh, oh, well. he said he wanted the box. But when I went over here, he mm-hmm. had boxing gloves. He was swinging on me, man, and you know, I floored him, you know. <laughs> but I felt real bad about it, you know, and I don't know why. I, 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 you know, it was like late at night, you know, mm-hmm. and I confessed that. Yeah, I went over there. And, I tried to talk to him, you mm-hmm. know, and like he was sitting on this like this. He mm-hmm. was sitting on like a bucket or something. He looked short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I got out the car, you know, I'm talking. He was like, shh, shh, like told me shut up, you know. And he stood up. And he was about seven feet tall. <laughs> no lie, he was he was tall, man. And he was like when he, you know, he was swinging on me, you know. And I'm like, man, in my mind, I'm like, dang, man, how I end up in this situation? You know, I'm a, I'm a minister, man, but. You know, I if you don't think it, if you don't, you, I mean, whatever you do, you before you felt it and did it, you thought it, right? Your self-talk, and many times it's deep down in your subconscious mind, uh, where 95% of what we do is in our subconscious, which is we're not conscious of it, but we're acting on it. It's autopilot, right? It's just automatic. And if we're not conscious of what's in us so that we can replace that, that's why we you know, the mind before Christ and the mind after Christ, mm-hmm. because when we get the mind of Christ, then we got to, you know, um, uh, walk in that, right? And be conscious of it until it becomes a part of our subconscious. And that's one of the things, like one of the things that you were talking about, it got so embedded in me, which you were talking about confrontation, because I knew me, you know, and there's been a couple times since I've been saved where I was going to shoot somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I actually got the gun and went looking mm-hmm. for him. And so, and then I got convicted and like, oh, what are you doing, bro? Cause I don't care. I get a place where I don't even care. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I can go to prison. I don't care. Whatever. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. I know I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. And, and so my thing was, and that's when I was, you know, especially younger, especially when I was first young in the Lord. So my thing was, I knew I couldn't handle confrontation. So what I would do is I would avoid them. If I saw, felt things getting hot, I would walk away. I mm-hmm. said, all right, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, if I saw somebody that I knew would be a confrontation, I'd just go the other way. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't even want if somebody want to come argue with me. I won't even say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't know how to argue because, you know, my thing is like, you know, Straight hey. <laughs> so, so I'm not good at all that arguing and talking yeah, and all that mean, kind of I stuff. You know? <laughs> you know? I never was. I never was, man. Exactly. I, so I just avoided. Quick. I avoided yeah. confrontations, and I became pretty good at it. It became That's like good. an automatic. I remember the brother going to church from L.A., uh, from from the uh, the jungle, and, you know, blood, and, and but he was saved, you know, but mm-hmm. he, he kind of brought the streets on me. And, and started talking crazy, 
And I just left. I walked away and I left, you know. But then I stripped him in the church. I stripped him of his title and thing. He was a deacon and everything. I said, I said, you know, right now, brother, you can't do nothing in the church. And, you know, he got upset. And I said, well, look, bro. I said, you know, this is what you You're did. And I said, I walked away. I said, when you can show that you can respect me as a pastor, then you can function. Mm -hmm. And, um... And, and I said, I said, because when you did that, I said, I, I walked away from you, brother. And you kept walking behind me, you know, when I walked away. And he, and he brought up a good point. He said, well, pastor, I'm not where you are. <laughs> he, said, yeah. not, he said, I'm not on the same level you are. Right. And when I thought about it, I said, yeah, you know what? I've been saved a long time. If it would have been some day before, I probably put a bullet in his head, you know. And so, you know, he was, so I understood, you know, we, we're all on different levels and things like that. But for me. I'm just not good. Even with my wife, I, I, you know, I, I, I'll just walk away or just yeah, get and quiet that's, that's, and leave that's, it alone. Yeah, and and that's a very good, very awesome um, ability because, you know, you kept yourself from sinning. You know, mm -hmm. uh, be angry and sin not. You know, the mm -hmm. Bible says that. You know, um, and you know the other ones was just you know this was over the years of you know growing into the new man that God mm -hmm. was making me. You know, uh, everybody who knows me and all. You know, a fighter, you know, with all that out there. Um, and I fought him. Your whole family. Look, look, hey, let me tell you. Y'all didn't know him. You know his family, right? You know his aunts and his mom and everybody. They, the, the, the women can fight. Right, right. <laughs> you think twice about fighting. I, I remember your, your cousin, Sin, Cynthia, who been my, uh, my, my uh, I, I remember I used to tell her, I said, Cynthia, I said, like, man, you know, you was out there, you know, putting it on people. You know, brother, some of the homies too, you know. And, and she like, she said, but that wasn't her. She said, people were messing with her, disrespecting her. She said, that's where the problem was. But his old family can fight, so, you know, mm -hmm. hey. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to fight nobody. Exactly. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want no confrontation or none of that. But I just noticed that over the years, uh, you know, I did have a few hiccups within mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. as a man of God, you know what I mean? And, and I felt like the enemy would try to, you know, kind of tug on, like mess with me in those areas. So I had to learn how to, you know, walk, you know, yeah. walk away yeah, from We all got to learn. Yeah. Look, look, yeah. That, you know, there was this one, one situation. This was like 2015. This guy pulled a knife on me, mm -hmm. you know, and I've been stabbed before. So that was mm -hmm. like a trigger for me. It was like, okay, Ooh, you yeah. don't get a knife. It's trauma. Yeah. And you know, when I, when, when I was putting my hands on this, I mean, I lost it, you know, I, Come on, come here. Come mm -hmm. on downstairs. Let me show mm -hmm. you something. And um, you know, I realized I blacked out. Mm. I blacked out on him. I didn't realize how hard I was hitting this dude, and then God just kind of snapped me out of it. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I realized like his head was, you know, and, and like, oh Lord, the police. They came and they said, oh, we we got uh, a call that someone was being brutally beaten, and I just lost it. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I felt I felt bad, Amen. man. Yeah. I felt so bad because. I felt bad, man. Yeah. I felt real bad, especially you know, as a man. I'm like, man, how did I lose? You know, but it was just a trick. So it was, yeah. it was a setup. You yeah. know, yeah. And I really wish that I would have just been like, you know. Mm -hmm. But it, the cool thing we about learned from it, our, we learned from it. We were learning. Guy, he came, he came to me. Maybe a couple weeks later, he seen me. Was like, you know, he apologized. Like, man, I shouldn't have did that. He said, but man, you you, you hit really hard. He mm -hmm. said, I just left the hospital. He said, you broke my jaw, wow. you broke my rib. You know what I mean? And uh, I really felt bad after that. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, so easy to get caught up. It's so easy. You know, that's what we things. just got to I, I had my other shirt on today uh, with one of the brothers uh, in the community that makes these shirts, uh, no, walk, no drama today, walk away. You know, walk away, no drama today. 
And uh, to have that, so that's what you got to do. You know, you just got to walk away, man, and and let it go. Swallow your pride and and think in the long term. You know, you you got a family, I got a family, things like that. And folks don't even think about that. Your kids, your if you're married, your wife, your job, your whole. You can end up getting killed. You can end up going to prison or whatever it oh, is, yeah, and you yeah, mess all absolutely. that up. Yep, you know what I mean? Yep. So, so a lot of times, I, I know how it is to get angry to the point to where you don't care, right, at that moment. But then when you it's, calm it's, down, that's why they say never act when you're like, angry. Yeah. Always step back, wait till you calm down, and then think about it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I will say that I have grown a lot. You know, there were situations that happened with my family mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, when when all that shooting and stuff was going on, my 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 dad's sister she got shot. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she yeah. got shot four times, and mm -hmm. you know that was that was definitely a test and a challenge for me. But mm -hmm. I I believe I put it all in perspective. Amen. I said, well, she should not be doing things and living a lifestyle that God doesn't want her to live. Mm -hmm. She shouldn't be out here doing what she's doing, mm -hmm. and I hope that she learns from it. Right. But but. You know the 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 old me, mm -hmm. like oh man, you need to go and you know. But that was you know, man of God, I can't respond like that. You know, even my mm -hmm. dad, mm -hmm. my dad told me, he said, man, she in God's hands. You know, mm -hmm. she she yeah. has to answer to God for yeah. the way she chooses to live. So those are residuals mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. being a gang member. Yeah, the oh, things yeah. that we're discussing, that anger and that fighting, oh, those yeah. are residuals that that you have to learn. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to you know, uh, be able not to be violent. Exactly. And, and you know, we have our defense mechanisms in us and so on. And uh, you, when you're dealing with your trauma, you know, uh, the, with trauma, you're either going to fight or you're going to flight or you're going to freeze uh, with that trauma. And a lot of times what ends up happening with us because of racism and everything else, you have a lot in our community, you have a lot of displacement of anger, right? You know, and so people don't understand when buildings are getting burned down, things like that. I don't encourage that kind of stuff, but you should understand why, why, why those things are happening? It's a displacement of anger. Nobody really wanted to destroy property, but folks would be so angry. And if you don't have the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." If you don't have the power of God in you to control that anger, something's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. When I seen all that going on, you know, the Lord dealt with me with that from a different perspective, and He hit me like this. He said, "They don't know that they will still have to answer." That's right. Or what they did or yep. what they're doing. Yep. Even though they feel it's a just cause, even though mm -hmm. they're still gonna have to answer. Amen. You know? That that and that's for sure. And that's that's one of the things that we know and, and that's with everything. When people uh misuse you, when people uh uh um rip you off, cheat you, slander you, whatever they do, people you reap what you sow. God cannot be mocked. A person reaps whatever they sow, and so we have to be careful. The pit you're trying to dig for somebody, you end up falling in it yourself. So we have to be careful that we gotta love everyone. And and I know I need a lot of work done on me with that, you know, oh, yeah. um, uh, with 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 the things that we deal with and stuff like that. But um, uh, you know, like we say, 99 won't do. Got to do 100. <laughs> so I'm yeah. striving, striving, yeah. trying to make yeah. it. You know, and I'm not perfect, but yeah. I'm trying to do it. And, and, and people <laughs> need to understand that we're 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 people who come from that community. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're really, you know, no different than them. And yeah, we're changed at heart, mm -hmm. but we come from the same background. That's and right. We are striving. That's right. We are striving to live. Like, it's easy. It, what's stopping you? I mean, you uh, 50, 58. 58. Yeah. What's stopping you from going back out there and saying, yeah, I'm back? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so you, easy. You understand yeah. that, number one, there's consequence, there's eternal mm -hmm. consequence. Mature growth. <laughs> growth and Wisdom. things like that. So it's like, understand it. for me, for me, 
and the people that's discipline. Yeah, mm-hmm. people that's my age, man. I I, I gotta grow always to yeah. tell them come out, come mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, I mean you're a man. You, mm-hmm. you know, some people still drink beer, smoke weed, and all. I mean that's their business. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, one day they get to a place where they can be, you know, sober and you right. know, clean. Right. But you know, come out of that. Right. Come out that lifestyle. Right. You know, right. it's it's bondage. Mm-hmm. It it's bondage. It's yeah. a, it's a it's a lifestyle of bondage and um. And a lot of people still struggle with PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome. You got, pe- mm-hmm. like I said, you got bullets flying, people dying mm-hmm. all the time. You think yeah. you're just gonna be normal? Yeah, I thought I was. You know, I, you know, when I got say, I thought everything I was going through was normal until I, a uh, woman I was representing in the union, she got fired from a job and she had got raped, and she said, "Well, I'm suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome." I'm like, "What is that? I ain't never heard the term before." This was like back in the '80s. And um, or no, the early 90s. And um, so I went to the law library and was looking up some things and reading about trauma and different things like that. And come to find out when I was looking at the symptoms, I was like, that's me. <laughs> and didn't even realize that, you know, I was suffering from the trauma stuff. So, yeah, we, so we go through that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people who still struggle with that. And people need see this. Is, you know what? I'm glad I just brought that up. I'm glad we're talking about it because what the communities need is healing. Amen. They need to heal. Yeah. You know, people, you got a lot of people still mad yeah. about their homies yeah. that got killed by yeah. this person or on both, on each side. Mm-hmm. And they're hurting, you know, mm-hmm. somebody they love, their life is taken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the the losing family members to drugs. Yeah. Uh, having an auntie, an uncle, a daddy, a mama on crack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These people have been hurting since, since kids. Yeah. And haven't really got an opportunity. They don't know what it's like to just be happy. Right. They don't get right. out. So they think right. being a part of the gang and, you know, banging and blood mm-hmm. and cripping or being a vato, you know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they think that they're they're happy. But really, you know, they, they really need healing. And the only yes. person that can heal yes. you on the inside is Yahushua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ that's of it. Nazareth. Mm-hmm. You got to give your life to God. And and that's it. That's the real. That's the only healing that that that's gonna take place in your life. And, and even it, if you, know, you get out of gangs and drugs and all these other kind of things, there's still a void still that emptiness. Because God made you in a such a way where you cannot have peace and joy and live a full life without Him. Right? He enables you to do that. You have to have Him in your life. Uh, in the name of the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and close out. You know, we've been doing this for about a little bit over an hour, hour. Um, um, uh, we're doing our podcast. This is Bishop Bowser, uh, Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser. And we're also doing live stream on Facebook. So anybody that's still on there with us, thank you for being on. I uh, should have told you to begin to start a watch party or tag somebody so that they can come in and, and view this with us. Um, and till our next episode, we'll see you then. All right. All right. God bless you. Everyone, and I'm going to go ahead and turn this um, podcast, this podcast.